In this week's episode, we're going to consider a biblical definition of anxiety and fear. We'll also attempt to describe some manifestations of anxiety and worry both in the inner and outer person. We'll explain some biblical factors that drive anxiety and fear. And finally, we'll seek to detail several biblical strategies to respond to anxiety and fear. In Holy Scripture, fear is roughly equivalent to regard, uh, awe, or reverence, Proverbs 1-7. In fact, fear is more or less a word that lies at the heart of worship. The fear of the Lord in Proverbs 1-7, as well as in so many other places of the Bible, is basically a way of speaking of the reverent worship of the one true God. Standing in opposition to the fear of the Lord in Scripture is the fear of man, Proverbs 29-25, Isaiah 2-22. Once again, this is a worship word. Fear of man, then, is a form of idolatry. As biblical counselor Ed Welch has so memorably put it, the fear of man is when people are big and God is small, to quote the title of his groundbreaking book on the subject. Now, anxiety covers the same basic semantic range in the Bible as the word fear. An example of this might be the way that the Apostle Paul contrasts the admirable character quality of, quote, being anxious about the things of the Lord, unquote, uh, in the life of the single person, with the sinful instinct of married persons to be, quote, anxious about worldly things, end quote, with reference to their spouse. So see 1 Corinthians 7, 32 and 34, as well as 33. Anxiety and worry manifest themselves in the inner man in limitless ways. Fear, worry, and anxiety are root-level sins that give rise to myriad others, including anger, envy, greed, gluttony, lust, lying, and on and on. In fact, we can almost choose any one sin on the tree of human rebellion, and if we trace it back to its roots, we are likely to find anxiety and fear close by. Adam's explanation to the Lord of his behavior in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9 is a case in point. Now, I'd say that fear is almost at the root of every imaginable temptation in our lives, because it seems to me that there's something else that drives temptation at an even deeper root level, and that would be pride. Deeper than anxiety, deeper than fear is pride. Pride is not just one of the seven deadly sins. Pride, rather, is the soil in which the seeds of all the other six grow. But fear and anxiety are awfully root level, and they almost wind themselves around pride back and forth over and over again until both are feeding our temptations and our sins. Well, in the outer man, anxiety and worry manifest themselves in predictable courses of physical behavior, including increased heart rate, high blood pressure, sweating, knuckle cracking, knee bouncing, loss of concentration, overeating, loss of sleep, and the like. Now, anxiety and fear are driven by desire. As everything else in the world of the care and the cure of the human soul, the heart of the matter is that the heart is the matter. We do what we do because we want what we want. Therefore, when we are anxious, afraid, worried, 
fearful or panicked about other people or perhaps certain situations or phobias, what we find is that our desires, usually for comfort, escape, ease, health, wholeness, prosperity, peace, and so on, those desires have become demands. When desires for these good things become demands, that's when anxiety and fear kick in and become sinful expressions of idolatry. If we can drill down to the level of desires in a counseling relationship, we can typically find the cause of anxiety and fear. Now, any wise strategy in the biblical counseling room to help a counselee to respond well to anxiety and fear always begins with prayer and careful listening. John 15, 5, Matthew 7, 7 to 11, Proverbs 18, 13, Proverbs 18, 15, Proverbs 18, 17, and Proverbs 20, verse 5. At the end of the day, anxiety and fear spring from unbelief in the character and promises of God. See Jesus' words to his disciples in Luke chapter 8, verses 22 to 25. Furthermore, there's no temptation that's overtaken your counselee that's not common to you. Therefore, uh, we have an opportunity to identify with our counselees here. Consider 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Someone has said that fear not is the most common command in the Bible. And supposing that's true, that means that it's also the most commonly experienced human malfunction under the sun. Nevertheless, while anxiety may be common, it's just not Christian. And the degree of its presence in our lives reveals the depth of our unbelief. Therefore, we are wise to begin to present the promises of God in Scripture to ourselves and to our counselees early and often in our conversations, as well as to assign homework that involves the memorization of Scriptures such as Isaiah 41.10, Luke 12.32, and 1 John 4.18. You know, Psalm 56 verses 3 and 4 makes it abundantly clear that faith in God, fear of the Lord, is the antidote to sinful anxiety and fear. Furthermore, Romans 10.17 reminds us that faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Where the counselee is experiencing anxiety and fear as a result of believing lies or irrational fears and the like, it is important to speak the truth in love in order to help them reframe reality in light of Holy Scripture. Another strategy is to remind your counselee that if they are a Christian, that God has not given them a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of self-control. 2 Timothy 1.7. As a matter of fact, each one of those aspects, power, love, self-control, even one of these on their own is enough to dismantle fear in our lives. Fear is designed to dig at the roots of, or rather power is designed to dig at the roots of fear. Love is designed to dig at the roots of fear. Self-control is designed to dig at the roots of fear. All three of these together can deliver a, a death blow, if you like, to fear and sinful anxiety in our lives. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Power, love, and self-control, and, and all, of the, all of these are fruit of the Holy Spirit, of course, are specifically designed to, to defang and destroy sinful fear in our lives. Anxiety and fear are pervasive, they're common, and they can prove to be absolutely crippling in our lives, no doubt. But they do not have to defeat us. 
Christ-centered biblical counseling offers both the counselor and the counselee an untold storehouse of riches from which to draw, especially as it relates to anxiety and fear. Grace and peace.